Hi, friends. On this episode of Motherwell, we're tackling a bit of a taboo topic. And what I mean by that is one that is not often discussed, but one that I consistently and regularly get questions about. We're talking postpartum hair loss. Yes, it's a thing. We're going to be covering what it is, when it happens, for how long it lasts, and whether or not you can prevent it or stop it. So join me, host of Motherwell and the founder of The Motherhood Project, Jen Delmare, as we get real about our receding hairlines. Okay, so let's get right into it. Postpartum hair loss. Is it a thing? (laughs) Is it normal? Can it happen to you? Yes, yes, and yes. It is definitely a thing. It is definitely normal, and it can certainly happen to you. Now, will it happen to every woman postpartum? No, not necessarily. It depends on a few things, um, which we'll get into here in this episode. And you might be someone who never experiences postpartum hair loss, which would be awesome, but you might have a friend who experiences it or someone close to you, someone you know. Um, and my whole goal in sort of talking about this is is to inform people, right? And to give them the knowledge about what this is, why it happens, what's to be expected, and to really normalize the fact that this is happening. It is super common and prevalent. Um, And just because it's not being talked about openly does not mean it's not happening. And I really am making an effort to try to remove any kind of shame around it or people feeling like there's something wrong with them uh, for going through for going through this. It's not the only postpartum issue that uh, women are struggling with, of course. So it's just one in a long list, and we are tackling it today. So postpartum hair loss. If you've never heard of it, you're not alone. Like I said, it's not often talked about. So I hear or I'm asked about this all the time. So from women that I train or coach or interact with, um, I'm asked this all the time. People will say, you know, like, oh my gosh, my hair's falling out. What do I do? Is this, is this a thing? So it is. Now, it is completely hormone-related. Okay, and after you have a baby and there's a significant shift in our hormones, uh, it happens. It tends to happen. I am going to touch a little bit on my own personal story first, my own experience with uh, postpartum hair loss, and then we'll get into the nitty-gritty of what it is, when it happens, and how long it lasts, and then how you can prevent it, if you can prevent it. Um, Yeah, all that good stuff is coming. So a little bit about my experience. I have three children and I have experienced postpartum hair loss with all three. Now, back in uh, the summer of 2019, so last August, I actually um, I wrote a blog post on this topic. And at that time, I was seven months postpartum 
And I had been waiting and waiting and waiting to write the post. And I thought, I'm going to wait until I'm on the other side of it and, you know, write about the whole thing. But at seven seven months postpartum, I was still experiencing it. So I just wrote from where I was at. And actually, like now in retrospect, you know, when I look at the website or look at pictures of that time, because there's some pictures included with the blog post, and it really chronicles what was happening. I wanted people to understand that when I said handfuls of hair, (laughs) uh, I literally meant handfuls of hair. And when I talked about a receding hairline, I was literally talking about a receding hairline. So there's pictures up on our website of that attached to that post. And there's even a picture of myself in our about area on the website. And I almost didn't, I almost didn't put that picture on the website because I was right in the height of the hair loss. And I was self-conscious. We're going to talk a little bit about the emotional impact of this stuff, but I was just so aware of how different I looked or felt that I looked. And I almost did not want that picture on the website, but uh, I kind of gave my head a shake and thought, you know, this is real life. This is where I'm at right now. And so the picture is there. It remains today. Um, and I'm, I'm okay with it. So anyway, I wrote the post. I was seven months postpartum at the time. Of all three of my hair loss experiences after birth, the third one was certainly the most dramatic. So with my first, uh, my son is now eight and a half. I experienced the hair loss, but I hadn't really been told about it. I didn't know much about it. And I maybe I don't remember. I don't feel like it was as dramatic. By the time I had my second child, I kind of knew what to expect and I did experience it. But again, I don't remember feeling emotionally the way I felt. So this last time, now this is several years after having my second child, uh, the hair loss was, well, one, there was just so much more of it. So it was much more extreme. So I'm actually curious, and I'll have to ask somebody if um, that could even do with like different, different hormone stuff going on at a later stage in my life, like how that might play a role in terms of severity. I'm not 100% informed on that. But I can say that this was, it was more dramatic. So when I say more dramatic, it means that I noticed it the most. So in terms of my appearance, when I looked in the mirror, I noticed it, that receding hairline, even like patches, you could see like, I really was mindful of the way I would put my hair in a ponytail, or the way I would style my hair, because if it, you know, flipped in a certain direction, you could, you could see my scalp. So it can be, it can look like a couple different things. The receding hairline part is very common. And then I often hear about women experiencing, you know, throughout their whole head, because you're losing hair from all over your head. It does grow back. So let's just put that out there right away. I'm 16 months postpartum now. And you know, I've got that crown of um, new growth (laughs) that stays, it takes a while to grow out, right? But um, it does grow back. And so that's something to just like be reassured that yes, it seems like a lot of hair coming out, uh, but it does grow back and don't, don't freak out. (laughs) Okay, so dramatic in the sense that I looked very different. For me, I say I looked very different. I asked my husband and people close to me and, you know, they're like, oh, no, no, you can't even tell. For me, I could tell 
a lot. Um, the amount of hair coming out was a lot. Now I did have long hair at the time. And so that probably also contributed to how it, how it felt for me, but, um, it just visibly seemed like a lot of hair. It was on the pillow, on the furniture, in my newborn's hands, you know, those little baby fists, we'd find my hair in his hands. It would be in my food. It was just, it was everywhere. We were vacuuming it up and sweeping it up. And I just had, uh, like a great sense of all of my hair falling out. Of course it wasn't even close to all of my hair, but in the moment it feels a little bit, um, overwhelming. And so this is where I wanted to also just talk about the emotional impact. So it's just hair, right? Like what's the big deal? Well, it turns out it is a big deal and our hair as women, however, this happens, you know, culturally, societally, our hair is really associated or linked to oftentimes how we feel about ourselves, how we feel we're perceived by others. You know, it has to do with our, um, like our feminine, our femininity, if you will. And so it can be really triggering to a lot of people to have this experience of then losing your hair. Where things kind of get complex or complicated further is if there's other stuff going on for you. So for me, I was already in um, a state where I felt vulnerable and a bit like emotionally raw. I had been through a really difficult pregnancy emotionally. And so I was already kind of hypersensitive. And then having the baby, there was a lot of emotions involved there. And then with the hair loss, I was just, I was really sensitive to it. So I had feelings of like, I was way more self-conscious. I felt less confident, more exposed. I think in a, in a way it, it kind of speaks to like how attractive you feel. You're also of course dealing with uh, your postpartum body and, and any feelings you have around that. So there's a whole lot of things going on. And so there can be a lot of emotional impact involved as well. Now, that's not to say it's going to be that way for everyone. Certainly, some people are going to experience this on a different level, a different place on the spectrum. So some people experience postpartum hair loss, and it's not dramatic, or they don't feel that it's an overwhelming amount. And they might not be all that emotionally impacted. So that's just one end of it. I would like to just consider the fact that it can really range. How you feel about it can really range. The way it presents, the way it looks, um, it can really be different from pregnancy to pregnancy, person to person. There's, um, yeah, a real variety of things happening. So specifically, in my experience, it's around that four-month mark, four-month postpartum, which is a really common timeline, and we'll get into that a little bit further in terms of the like science part behind it. But um, it was really like a flip of a light switch where I noticed the shift and it was just like waking up one day to hair coming out. So brushing my hair, there was just like so much hair coming out in the shower, right? The drains would be clogged. Um, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot of hair. <laughs> um, and so I did, I should preface this all by saying, 
I have a pre-existing thyroid condition, which I've had for more than 10 years, for a very long time. So throughout all my pregnancies, all my postpartum time, there's always been a close monitoring of my thyroid and my TSH levels. You don't need to know about TSH levels or anything like that, um, but just to know that hair loss can be a symptom of your thyroid being either underactive or overactive. So I was already monitoring that, and I highly encourage every woman to postpartum have their thyroid checked. It or just ask your HCP, your healthcare practitioner, to run that test while you're getting other labs done. If you're getting other labs done, they oftentimes will, but sometimes they don't check it. Um, I've, I've certainly heard a lot of women tell me that they haven't had their thyroid their thyroid checked. In pregnancy, thyroid levels can be all over the place. They change quite a bit during pregnancy. And then afterwards, as your body, you know, stabilizes and and changes again, levels can really shift. So that was on my radar. And for sure, when my hair started falling out, I asked my doctor, um, you know, what's going on here? Let's let's do some lab work. So we were checking for my thyroid and also my iron levels because iron can really also be, your iron levels can also be associated with hair loss. Um, My iron is chronically low, but not into a place where that would have been causing it. So we were able to rule that stuff out. I knew it wasn't my thyroid. My iron was okay-ish. And we were able to sort of determine that this is just the regular, just the regular hair loss, and that it was totally normal and totally common. So the main takeaway there being common. Um, From all of the women that I speak to, the the narrative, the story really is that first-time moms typically aren't being told about this. So it's not you know, routine to just say, oh, and by the way, heads up from your healthcare practitioner, heads up, you're going to potentially lose quite a bit of hair. (laughs) Don't worry. This is the situation. Um, If people know about it, if I encounter people that already know about it, it's because they've had a friend tell them or um, they've looked into it. But people aren't usually being super informed prior to giving birth. So again, I really just want to normalize the situation so that people have a greater understanding of what is typical in the postpartum period. There are so many things that happen in the postpartum period. A lot of them are um, with stigma. A lot of them have some shame associated, feelings of embarrassment, or like there is something potentially wrong with you. And these are the types of things that I am really passionate about eliminating. Okay, so we need to talk about these things and share our stories openly so that we can continue kind of passing on that message that, hey, you're not alone. This is totally normal and like beyond normal. I'm, I'm doing air quotes right now because I don't love the word normal, but it is like almost to be expected. The vast majority of women are going to go through these symptomatic times. Okay, so circling back and just reminding you, the hair loss part, it's temporary. So for me, it lasted about one year. On average, and again, this is just like an average, there's no 
black and white timeline of what to expect. And it's for sure going to be one way or another. Around seven months when I wrote that article, uh, it was slowing down for me. So it was it was starting to slow down, but it was definitely still happening. And it went on, I would say, for about a year. It could be longer, right? There's variables. So we're going to get into a little bit of that now. So what is it? What is this hair loss business? Postpartum hair loss is hormone related. So first, let's talk about our hair when we're pregnant. When we're pregnant, we have this like beautiful thick hair, right? It's shiny. There's lots of volume. It grows fast. It's all because of hormones, specifically estrogen. So our hair, it has a growth cycle. It starts in a growth phase. It moves into a resting phase and eventually goes through a shedding phase before the cycle starts all over again. Okay. It's a constant cycle. That's how our hair is throughout our lives. During pregnancy, as estrogen, as we, as estrogen increases, there's more estrogen in the body, more of the hair follicles enter into the growth phase, right? So there's more hair in the growth phase than in the resting phase. And therefore we have more hair. That is what it is. (laughs) Lots more of it. After childbirth. So here's where the shift happens. Our estrogen levels drop significantly Eventually, they return to their pre-pregnant or non-pregnant state levels, and this prompts your hair follicles to enter the resting phase, so fewer hairs are going to grow, right? So you've got less hair growing, and then about four months postpartum, it's really like 90 days plus, um, after your hair has been in that resting phase for about that amount of time, the hair begins to fall out. So it enters the shedding phase. So the timeline of all of this can really be impacted by whether or not you're exclusively breastfeeding, whether or not you're supplementing. Um, Hormones are all really responsive to different variables, right? We mentioned, I mentioned variables earlier. So in addition to your estrogen and your progesterone changes postpartum, your levels of stress, your nutrition, these things can all impact hormone levels, which are then going to influence hair growth. Now, it's not just that simple. There's, you know, a lot, we could talk about the science of this a lot further. I'm really just staying kind of general and broad here. Um, There are also some camps that really believe there's a whole lot of different things you can try or do, things to put on your hair, um, things you will ingest. You know, there's a whole list of things that people would potentially recommend or do recommend or suggest can really, um, you know, improve or lessen the hair loss. I'm not going down that rabbit hole at all. If you want to research it further, you can certainly just do a quick Google search. There's a wealth of information out there. I'm just going to highlight really just like the big ticket items um, in a nutshell. Okay, so when does this happen and for how long? (laughs) How long is it going to last? That's what everyone wants to know. So as I mentioned before, on average, four months is a really common time frame to start noticing the hair loss. And I already touched on it as well. It can last up to a year. Usually, 
in air quotes again, uh, it will return. Your hair cycle will return to normal-ish around six months. Now, this is give or take. It's not, it's not a perfect science. And like I said, at around seven months, for me, it was still going. It had slowed down a little bit, but it did, it did keep going until a year. And it will grow back. Okay, you're not going to lose the hair and have it be, you know, permanently an issue unless you have something else going on, right? Like alopecia and a legitimate, a legitimate uh, medical situation going on. Postpartum hair loss, you're going to lose the hair and it's going to grow back. And you're going to live for a while with that crown of new growth, <laughs> the curly hair around your hairline. <laughs> so can you prevent it? Can you stop it? Can you stop it in its tracks? Um, the short answer is no, not really. Hormones are going to be hormones. And really, we need them to be. So there is going to be this very dramatic change in hormones postpartum, and we need that to occur. Okay, Our body's returning back to that homeostasis, the, the non-pregnant balance in the body. And so the hormone stuff is going to happen. There's no way around it. I usually tell people, you know, from that mark where you're about four days postpartum, uh, I say, hold on to your hats. Day four is usually when that initial crash happens. And then for a long time throughout the whole first year and even longer, your body's going through such an adjustment. So it's inevitable. The adjusting, the changing, um, it's going to happen. Now, thankfully, the extremes of all of that are temporary. Just like I said, the hair loss part is temporary. Um, and what I really, what I would really love and I want to shine a light on is that all of these things that happen postpartum, postpartum is such a vulnerable time. It's such a precious time. It is in the big picture a really small piece of time. And there are so many things. There are so many other things that need our attention, that need our focus and our energy. And what I hate to see is that the things that really kind of um, negatively impact us emotionally, the things that are stigmatized, the things that are put on a postpartum woman, you know, that have uh, shame attached to it, negative, negative narratives attached to it. I hate that that is what takes up so much space, right? In our heart, on our minds, in our lives. There are so many other things that can take up that space, either legitimate things that we need to deal with, you know, a big one being like mental health in general, but there are just bigger things that need our attention, right? Focusing on our baby, focusing on our recovery, focusing on adjusting into this new role where everything's changing, right? Your life is changing. Your relationships are changing. Your identity changes a little bit as you become a mother first time, second time, third time. There's a lot of really big, important stuff happening. And I would love for us to get to a place where we don't feel ashamed of some postpartum hair loss, right? But we're not embarrassed about that. And we can, you know, look to one another and, and sort of like in a nod of understanding, like, yes, you know, we're all going through this. Let's normalize, let's normalize the whole time period. 
it really is a sacred time, um, one that not everyone gets to go through. And I just think that we have the ability to shift, to shift where we land on a lot of these issues and ultimately how we internalize them. Okay, coming back to the hair loss, <laughs> what can you do? So we're not really trying to prevent it, honestly. That's where I stand on it. And stopping it is also not really a thing. From the research I've done and from my own experience, it's not really a thing. Here's what you can do. We recommend these things. I recommend these things anyway, whether or not you're losing your certain amounts of hair. So eating healthy, right? A well-balanced diet. That's hard to do as a new mom, right? Like eating regularly, eating enough, all of that is challenging. Okay, so eating well, drinking lots of water, and it's usually more than you think you should. So I always recommend half your body weight in ounces as a jumping off point. If you're breastfeeding, if you're exercising, it's going to be more than that. So it's a lot of water. <laughs> Staying hydrated is super important for many reasons. Again, there are many reasons why the list I'm going through right now um, is important. The hair loss part, it's just a small piece, okay? Continuing to take your vitamins. The chances are I will, again, venture to say that your HCP, your doctor or your midwife, they're likely going to recommend that you continue to take your prenatal vitamins. So maintaining that, taking your vitamins getting enough sleep, which is, I know, a little bit laughable, but sleep is so important. As a personal trainer and someone who talks about recovery, um, sleep is just so, so, so important, not only just for recovery in terms of your body, like muscles, um, but your hormones, regulating your hormone levels. Sleep is it's a big one. And it's one that a lot of us struggle with. I know for me, it's a huge one. I look at my sleep tracker uh, every morning and it's not good. <laughs> okay. So I know getting enough sleep is a hard one, but something to think about, something to consider um, and to put really at the top of the list. Managing stress. I know that that's also a big one, especially in times like these where we're experiencing a pandemic and stress levels are high. But again, the stress levels, it's not just about, oh, you're stressed, it doesn't feel good. There is a lot of chemical, hormonal stuff happening in the body. And high levels of stress are just never beneficial. And again, it's not just for hair loss. There's, um, it's like a whole other episode for us to talk about, for us to talk about those things. Um, finding time, making time for appropriate forms of exercise. Uh, super important, really beneficial. And trying to be patient, right? So just being like firm in the knowledge that it's temporary and it's all a process. Everything postpartum is a process and really a journey to navigate. It doesn't affect postpartum hair loss, does not affect or impact your ability to mother, right? Or to be um, to be happy with yourself. I know that when we're talking about the emotional impact of how it makes us feel about ourselves, that's, that's a piece that we can work on. It doesn't have to be this thing that defines who we are or where we're at. So if you are concerned about your postpartum hair loss, 
right? If it if it feels like it's alarming to you or you're not sure if it's an appropriate amount or you're even suspicious that maybe you could have an underlying an underlying thyroid condition or you are wondering about your iron levels i really do recommend consulting with your hcp asking some questions now the thing about thyroid issues iron issues they cause symptoms that can present as other things. So even presenting as postpartum mood disorders. So it's part of the identifying, ruling out and acknowledging like where you're at and postpartum, there's so much going on. So there is a little bit of um, narrowing down that needs to happen. Right. But in a nutshell and like in general, if you find that you're experiencing hair loss and you're around four months postpartum, chances are it is totally normal, nothing to be overly concerned about. Definitely a discussion that's worthy to have with your healthcare practitioner, um, but don't panic. More than likely, it is going to resolve. You're going to ride it out. Everything is going to be fine. And that's really it, you guys. A little bit of a journey through my own story with hair loss. And if you're curious about the pictures and uh, what I'm talking about, how I looked at the time, you can take a peek on our website. But if you have a story, your own story that you want to share, could be postpartum hair loss related, could be anything else. Um, I really want to help tell your story or help you tell your story. So please feel free to reach out. You can email me at hello at the motherhoodproject.ca or you can also find us on social media. Um, Instagram seems to be our jam these days. And you can find us, our handle is at the Motherhood Project Wellness. You can certainly connect with me there in the DMs. I would love to have a conversation about uh, your experience in motherhood, whether that is during pregnancy, postpartum, you might have older children. Um, yeah. Anything that you want to discuss is valuable for somebody else to hear. And in the sharing of our stories, we normalize a lot for other people. Um, and we really send the message of togetherness that we're not alone, which is our ultimate goal here at The Motherhood Project. Thanks so much for listening. And I look forward to connecting with you guys again in about one week. Take care, guys. Thank you.